You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast, and I'm your host, John Clark. I'm a therapist, just like you, or just like many of you, and I help other therapists to grow a better business without all the overwhelm. And if you're a long-time listener, that's a throwback to kind of an old old catchphrase or tagline (laughs) from this show. So there you go. Uh, If you're new to the show, thanks for being here. I'm glad you're listening. And uh, you're in for a real treat, as always. Every week is a treat. Who am I kidding? Um, In this episode, I'm sitting down with Matt Hedlund. He's a real Google expert. Um, Matt has literally been with me from pretty much day one in private practice workshop in the many forms that we have served therapists over the years. He is currently, um, uh, he's one of the people that actually helped me build the fully booked program. He even runs some of the Q&A calls within our fully booked program that you can find out more about uh, at privatepracticeworkshop.com. And uh, he's just an all-around good guy, and he really loves uh, working with therapists and really cares about the work that uh, that, that we're doing. So um, uh, fun episode sitting down with him and just kind of talking freely about uh, all things Google uh, and some real concrete takeaways and things that you might be missing. So um, uh, with that being said, I have to thank our amazing sponsor. I'm talking about Spruce. Spruce is basically a, a, a an all-in-one communication platform. So it's a it's a it's basically an app that you can use to have a phone number that matches your you know area code or your your region, and you can communicate completely HIPAA compliant both internally with your team or your if you have an assistant, and also communicate uh, in a HIPAA compliant way with your clients, which I think is amazing. They even have a telehealth uh, option now, which I think is quite relevant for many of you. So you can take your practice on the go with Spruce. You can even transfer an existing phone number. Super easy to use, uh, very reasonable in price. I'm just a big fan. Um, you can get 20% off at checkout when you use the code PPW20, no spaces, uh, for 20% off your first month. Um, they'll even help you get it set up and everything or transfer your number. It's really, really not hard to do. Um, again, that's code PPW20 um, at checkout for 20% off your first month. You can download the app or you can go to sprucehealth.com. That's sprucehealth.com. Thanks again to Spruce for sponsoring this episode. Um, let's get right into it. And I will warn you for a second. Um, I had a bit of a podcasting, um, blooper right before this in that I had to reinstall my recording software on my computer. And guess what? The template that I use every week to record the show was gone. And guess what was in that template? Your favorite songs that, uh, <laughs> that start at the beginning, uh, that happened at the beginning and end of every episode. So guess what? We've got new music for you. I hope you like it. If you don't like, if you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, um, don't let me know. And um, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So uh, I know change is hard for us sometimes, but uh, I promise uh, sometimes change is a good thing. Okay, enough of me. Let's get into the episode. Edlin, welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been o- over a year. We d- we calculated. Yeah, by our calculations, it's somewhere over twelve months. So. I don't know. I don't know what it says that you've forgot that you're on the show. Either. 
I think it it says maybe a lot's happened in <laughs> yeah, the last year. That's it. I won't take anything personally. <laughs> it's not that you've for- forgotten me or forgotten uh, what an experience you had on this show. <laughs> yeah, I think last time we talked about probably Google Ads more specifically. Never heard of it. We um, it is it is funny though. I was thinking about this uh, the other day when I was recording the episode to just be sitting here on a Skype call. And it seems like it's just the two of us talking, but there's actually quite a few people listening. Bless their hearts, as my mom would say. And uh, <laughs> so it is It is kind of strange, you know, because in reality, yeah. it's just a Skype call. But then in reality, in real reality, which doesn't make any sense, uh, there's a bunch of people listening, hopefully, hoping to, to glean something today. So hopefully we'll, we will glean back. We'll see. I hope we give at least mild entertainment for <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Minimum. It's a good, good bar to shoot for. Well, yeah. um, catch me up a little bit on, you know, what you've been up to, what kind of things you've been working on lately, what you've been realizing perhaps somewhere in the realm of therapists and getting more clients, uh, which has primarily been our focus since I've known you really. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. So a lot's changed for me in the last six months. So I went from being a, a side hustler uh, of <laughs> helping therapists with Google Ads, um, you know, helping you know ten around ten people with Google mm-hmm. Ads, had been doing that for a couple of years, just on the side evenings, um, even while I was still in college. To now in August, doing this more full time. Yeah. So working with private practice workshop, working with um, therapists one on one through just myself as a, a freelancer, mm-hmm. and doing that more full-time so it's been a big transition learning all of the fun at home work things that I I think John's talked about on the show a little bit and um, just those aspects of of transitioning but then there's also you know learning about how to help therapists get new clients so having the the freedom to do that more and to learn more and really focus attention there has been really fun and something I've really enjoyed in the last couple of months has been um, getting to help therapists more in depth with their websites um, yeah. and even just little little fixes that go a long way have been fun and just just knowing more about those things mm-hmm. having come from the world of digital marketing and mm-hmm. entering the therapy world via that <laughs> it's been yeah. been cool to just see how those little nuggets of knowledge that have just come are helpful to um, you all, the greater you listening yep. to us now. Yeah. Well, we love nuggets, and especially if they help us grow our business. One thing I'm curious about, and I don't think I've ever really asked you about, is like you mentioned, you know, you you and I started working together, and you were still in school or kind of finishing up school. Um, so, what was it like to bridge the gap between what you learned in your university and uh, marketing or is it digital marketing degree, right? And then yeah. kind of the real world, quote unquote, and especially let's say, you know, working for something as niche as therapists, mental health therapists in private practice. Yeah, it was a strange, uh, strange experience, I, I would say. Um, my, my last year of college, I, I started working for John um, and working for therapists. And so the first, actually, six months of that were 
while I was actually studying in South Korea. So I was kind of experiencing this other culture and language, fun stuff, while also trying to help John start up this little Google Ads agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd kind of taken what I'd previously learned um, working at a tire company, um, a, a rubber company in Akron, Ohio, uh, that will be unnamed, <laughs> but doing some Google Ads and digital marketing stuff there, talking about treads and um, all of those things, and then uh, figuring out ways to apply that to something a little bit more near and dear to my heart, which is therapy. So getting to do that while um, kind of just the school kind of took a, a side uh, a sideline mm-hmm. while I was in Korea, and I was really focusing on um, figuring out this digital marketing world while also enjoying a new culture. But um, as far as just school to work, it, things were easily transferable, and I'd kind of be in class thinking, oh, well, thanks, Professor DeGregorio. I'm really glad that you said that because I can go and, and kind of explain something better to my my clients now. So those sorts of things where it's, okay, the professors are taking this complex information, distilling it down so that us students can understand it, mm. and then me just kind of figuring out, okay, how do therapists think? How do they understand things so that I can you know, take this concept and translate it back out to them? Um, and I think that's always been the part that I enjoy the most about working with therapists and with anyone really mm-hmm. is getting to help them understand these sometimes confusing or scary topics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you feel like your the professors had a good grasp on kind of like what's current? Because I, one thing that's tricky is it, digital marketing in particular is such a ever-evolving thing that a, a trend or what's working or... Instagram ads or whatever uh, changes quite overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So we never dove too deep into the actual function of any platform, Mm -hmm. whether that was um, Google ads, whether that was Facebook ads, um, Instagram ads. We really focused more on um, the broader principles that are long lasting, you know, from brand management to, um, just digital marketing analytics, those sorts of things, and, and focusing on um, those aspects of marketing that are kind of tried and true, and then examining new platforms through that more um, holistic lens. So um, we did have some more practical projects where we helped businesses in the area um, with Google Ads campaigns, which was kind of fun because by that time I'd been running them for about nine months. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really fun. Um, and and also you could, um, you wouldn't, you don't feel bad if you end up wasting their money because you're like, well, I'm I'm just a student. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) That that was cool. (laughs) Yeah. So it it did feel like we were, we're learning, learning more just the, the broad strokes. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, what have you been thinking about lately in terms of, let's just say, what's working for therapists and also what's not working? Like, what are some mistakes you see therapists making lately that you think uh, our listeners should keep an eye out for? Yeah, the the biggest thing for me recently that I've kind of taken to heart in the last three months is um, just figuring out good, simple ways for people to track what actually happens on their Mm -hmm. website. Um, 
I've, I've taken a lot of time to learn more about things like Google Tag Manager um, and just more in-depth things on, on Google Analytics. But just to give therapists a better idea of, okay, someone's arrived to your website from a Google ad, what's actually happening once they get there? Because um, it is you're just kind of trying to reduce the amount of mystery for them um, to say, okay, you got three form fills this month um, from people who came from Google Ads, but just trying to give them more context, whoa, <laughs> context <laughs> for what's actually happening on their website. And I think that's something that is, um, it's just an intimidating um, thing to start doing. I was intimidated by it for a long time, but now having just been able to learn more, I'm excited to get to share that more yeah. with, with people. Um, yeah. translate this new thing for therapists <laughs> uh, just so that there's there's less mystery yeah so tag manager for instance um, it, it basically it, you know it's it can be you have to be meticulous to set it up and set it up properly and then you have to test it right we're not going to go into all that right now but you know w- uh, yeah once you have it up um, it's giving you a lot more insight into what's actually going on where people are coming from it's basically tracking people's uh uh you know journeys to and from your website right and um yeah i mean it's yeah once it's utilized and once you kind of understand how it works and can make sure it's still working it's uh it it can be a really helpful thing exactly yeah and just trying to i guess the the main point of me bringing that up was you you have to have actions on your website that are easy for you to measure um and so that is kind of the biggest thing is we want to know, all right, well, you know, you say you're getting calls. What does that mean? You know, where are they coming from? Um, and so that you're able to know where you're getting the best return on your investment from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's also a matter of helping you make decisions, right? And I think one thing is that therapists can, we can sometimes get paralyzed if things are not working or we can we start changing things too fast, right? So if we run ads for one month, for example, and they're not working, or we have a new landing page and it's like, I don't have a, I don't feel quote unquote, like my practice is growing or that I got more clients Mm -hmm. or whatever, then I'm going to go in and change things, right? Mm -hmm. Without any real ability to track things, right? Or to track um, and really isolate what has created a change. And that's the other thing too, is that we have to get somewhat analytical to create change with your marketing, you know, otherwise you will just be tinkering constantly. This is one of my pet peeves. It's one of my soapboxes. Mm-hmm. If I ever run for mayor of private practices Paris. of Paris, yeah, yeah, that's my next. That's my twenty twenty one goal. Just weird to say. I've never said those numbers before. Uh, but yeah, that that would be one soapbox. Is therapists that just tinker, or the emotional part is, you know, uh, sometimes when we get anxious, we tinker. And listen, I'm guilty of the same thing, right? With my websites and my pages, my copy, my tagline, I'm really guilty of that stuff, right? Um, but if I don't commit to something, you know, let's say for 30 days and track how well it's working, I'm just going to keep behaving randomly and never right. know what's working. Right. It's easy to decide, oh, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to change that. Um, and and doing that without any um, without any reasoning, um, it's fine. Do it if you want, uh, but you're just not going <laughs> to so know permissive. what 
yeah, yeah. You be a good therapist. have the permission to fail. You know? Do whatever feels good. <laughs> but it it allows you, um, you know, if if you're not making um, yourself decide with reasons, you know, with with some analytics, or yeah, um, you're you're just gonna try something that might also not work and yeah. also not know why. So yeah. That is the biggest thing I would say is um, you just want to have as much context yep. as you can yep. before you make those choices. So, you, you know, you've worked with a lot of therapists at this point and out of the ones that you feel like are doing the best, what do you feel like they're doing differently when it comes to their marketing and their websites or even let's just say their websites. Let's talk about web, stay on websites. Yeah. What are they doing differently that's working well for them? I would say that they are, uh, they're trying, um, they're not staying static. Uh, I think once you decide, okay, this is done, I did a website, I, I did my copy, if you just decided that you're done, then um, it's not going to work well for you. Google's not going to be happy with you. Um, your users won't be happy with you. There's just that aspect of decay. So yeah. I would say those that are coming to mind are constantly blogging, yeah. um, providing really good value to people with um, an email marketing list. I've started, this yeah. is something fun I've been able to do now is like, I just sign up for my client's email list yeah. and just get all of these awesome, encouraging yeah. <laughs> emails with insights on mental health. And I'm yeah. like, hell yeah. yeah, sending them to friends. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they're doing that. They're, they're, they're staying evolving. active. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. And they're they're letting me know too what's working well, what's yeah. not. And yeah. Wanting to change things. Add you know, they say, Okay, I've got this new group that's going on. Can you add a site link extension to my yeah. Google Ads campaign for it? And I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, they you know, the business so the website needs to continue to evolve the same way the business needs to evolve. Uh, it's basically a way of kind of showing Google that you're still alive and well, your doors are still open. Mm-hmm. It's still a viable business that consumers should know about. Cause ultimately that's, that's what they care about, right? If your business or if your pizza shop closes and then people are still coming to your pizza shop website every day, but then getting frustrated when they show up, mm-hmm. you know, that, that the doors are closed or whatever. Well, when Google makes that conclusion, you're going to be demoted really fast, at least when we're talking about your organic traffic, because you're no longer, it's no longer a good experience for a consumer who's looking for something, right? The other one caveat with this though is, is therapists that alter too much, let's Mm -hmm. say some of the core pages of their sites or some of the core features, or if you are going to alter some of the core pages, like let's say your homepage copy, your services pages, it's a really good idea to index those pages again with Google or really to re-index them. Mm -hmm. And if that's not something that you have heard about as a listener, just Google it. <laughs> it's a cop out, but it's easier to say that than to explain it. But basically, it's a way of raising your hand and telling Google, hey, there's either a new page here that I want you to index, um, or I've made changes to this page and I want yeah. you to index them, right? If this site was, if this page was about trauma and now it's about trauma for teenagers or something, like maybe you make a shift like that and you want to make sure that you kind of tell Google and do your due diligence, right? 
exactly right and you want to make sure that those sorts of core pages like you said let's let's not change those unless there's yeah. something um, more dramatic that you're shifting but like I was saying yeah. just keeping things like your blog up to date um, even when you I think it's very frustrating when um, a, a group practice keeps the like a picture of someone who doesn't work there anymore or yeah. <laughs> has a new clinician and they don't have an about page yeah. um, or if those about pages don't look alike yeah. um, um, those sorts of things you want to just keep those up to date let yeah. everyone know what's going on um, and just utilize all the all the boxes Google has for you to check yeah. to use them yeah. um, things like Google My Business as well keeping those things up to date recycling your content all the great yeah. things that we talk about in everywhere but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that those are just doing all of those sort of ritualistic things that you just need to do each month, every two weeks, um, to just stay on top of yeah. your game. It's so yeah, important. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the other thing is, you know, content marketing doesn't have to be a chore. It can and should be, let's say, if you just went to a great training this weekend for couples therapy, you could come back and you could write an article about that or three things, you know, that couples, three mistakes that couples usually make. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be this chore, right? It can actually be fun. It can be a way for you to kind of chart your learning. Um, that is really how this very business all started. Is I just started mm -hmm. learning some business things, and I was like, oh, I should just write them down somewhere, basically, and you know, by a URL. And so <laughs> it can be fun, right? And it can be uh, a way to explore basically what you've learned. But I think a lot of times therapists tend to overthink it. It feels like a chore. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not uh, particularly good at batching. And I think that's, that's the other thing too, of like, you know, this will be the third podcast episode I've recorded this week. And then I'll do a fourth and that's it for the month. So like you have mm -hmm. to, you have to develop some of that discipline around, um, uh, around doing stuff that just needs to be done. And then imagine how good it feels once you've scheduled out four posts or four podcasts. Uh, it's a pretty good feeling. Definitely. Yeah, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, just the the attitude of the, the folks that, that come to mind for me who are just really doing great is so important um, and not an attitude of, ah, oh, crap, I got to do da 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 it's more of a, yeah. all right, well, I have to do this to be successful, yeah. but it's more an attitude of, of open-mindedness and of um, positivity. I think that goes such a, a long way um, for any business owner. Yeah. I'm starting to see that in myself and how I approach a day of work, yeah. even. Um, if I'm like, ah, I just want to hang out and not do anything today, yeah. then mm -hmm. that's probably what will end up happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because the reality is you don't have to do any of this. You don't have to mm -hmm. do anything. There, there may be a consequence, and maybe, uh, you know, we can't always see the consequence clearly or immediately. That's the other thing too. Is and we know that as mental health professionals, as psychologists, that um, uh, we're not very good with behaviors that then produce a later consequence. Right? We have a hard time seeing that. Right. So it's not like. Uh, and on the other hand, if every time you um, you know, didn't clock in at 9.30, I slapped you on the wrist or something, you'd mm -hmm. start clocking in at 9.30, you know, uh, or some sort of other, like, immediate repercussion. But, and on the flip side, uh, we're not, I'm saying we as in humans are not good at 
doing things now that are going to produce positive results later that we can't immediately see. So for instance, like there are therapists that go, well, I've been blocking my tail off six times a week for six months and nothing's happening, right? Well, that could be for a few reasons, but the point is sometimes we're, we do things and we don't get a result fast enough. And so we stop doing it when it's like, man, if you had just kept doing that, sometimes it could actually produce a real result. Mm-hmm. So another example is, you know, like, um, I recorded this podcast for probably a year straight every single week for a year before I could even like make a dollar off of it. Right. Or even have a sponsor or really have like a meaningful amount of people listening. And if I'd given up after three months, well, that would have never happened. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it too, is that is being pretty steadfast around whatever you're doing and just commit to doing it. Like let's say for a year. Right. Yeah. Persistence and, positivity i think are just a huge huge thing for business owners and for your marketing attitude too yeah yeah for sure well, we got a couple more minutes what else are we missing here and i have a feeling you'll be back on the show soon so you can always keep them guessing you could leave some yeah. fingers if you wanted <laughs> yeah what are we missing um i think one thing i've i've started to try to do more is to just provide um, the the folks that I work with with just more nuggets, I think, as I mentioned earlier. But um, each month, I'm just trying to, to give them some general marketing tips about what I'm reading, what I'm learning, what's going to be, um, what's going to work well for them. Um, and occasionally, I think some, some students in Fully Booked get to hear those things as well in our Facebook groups or just around um, the the world of Facebook, but there are just so many things happening. And um, one thing that is interesting to me is this is a a Google ads um, nerd uh, tidbit here, but they're, they're, they're beta testing a a new type of ad extension. Mm -hmm. So these are those little fun snippets of text or, clickable text that show below mm-hmm. um, your search ads if for those still listening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're providing a, a new type People of are extension. snoring out loud at this point yeah just kidding. <laughs> there's a, a new type of students are sitting on the edge of their seats <laughs> called yeah so the, the new extension is called a I believe it's called a message extension um, but pretty much what it is is a, is a way for people to or maybe it's called it's called a lead form extension um, but it's in beta right now, so it's not widely available, but it's just a way for you to have an actual form within the search result page that someone could just fill out, and then they're shooting you pretty much an email yeah. right from the search result page. Yeah. Interesting. So it's an interesting feature, yeah. um, and we've kind of seen this over the last year two years where Google's just trying to take up as much of the kind of information gathering yeah. Um, as possible on the search result page itself. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's it's a yeah. good option for a client who knows that they're looking for Matt Headland, right? Mm-hmm. They look for you, and they can complete that form right there within basically the search engine. It's all about shortening the distance between the client and you, and theoretically, that's <laughs> that's shortening it quite a bit, right? If the client knows that, Definitely. hey, you're you're my guy or girl, and um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, I could see it working for sure. And of course, Google also 
wants they want you to get results so that you'll spend more money so that they can make more money uh, mm-hmm. and they want to be able to show you positive ROI and right and they know that also going back to where we started a lot of small business owners um, uh, you know don't always know how to measure ROI so if Google could get on the phone with you and then go hey listen you had two people this week fill out the form you know with the ad extension or whatever it's like um, that that ad is clearly producing revenue for your business it's producing results for your business so I'm not surprised that they're doing that, and I'm I'm very curious to see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. I was we trying to implement it. it. I was trying to implement it for one of my clients, and then the following week, it disappeared. So it was. That's a beta it, for you. It's very, a true beta. In, very much in beta right now, <laughs> it's but a ghost beta. Um, kind of mirrors something Facebook did um, in the past twelve months yep. as well. With they have some lead form ads. Yeah. Um, but it's just a way for these tech mon- megaliths, monoliths to, to try to own as much of your, your, your lead generation as possible. Pretty so, much. Pretty much. Yeah. It, so, it, one caveat with that, I'll be really curious because uh, we have to follow HIPAA compliance and our informa- mm-hmm. our client's information needs to be confidential. So, you know, if Google is tracking that input somewhere, which obviously they are, I wonder how that would fare for therapists. I don't know, but um, something to think about. Yeah, that is always a difficult uh, place to, or just a difficult area to navigate. Yeah. And is Google's policies, um, especially Facebook's policies, but yeah. um, there are, are so many people that could benefit from using Google ads, but it can be hard if you're doing things like sex therapy or yeah. drug and alcohol addiction therapy. You got to pay up big time to. Yeah be able to advertise on Google at least. Yeah, for sure. So challenges out there for you people. Bless you. (laughs) Well, I think we've given people plenty to think about for today. Their heads are either exploding or they're salivating for more. So regardless, I'll be here next week, same time, same place. So I'll have something else for you. But uh, Matt, thanks again for for being here and uh, for for making this happen and for being, uh, you know, for staying on top of Google Trends for us all. Yeah, glad to. Glad to do it for all of you therapists. Keep doing what you all are doing. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John. All right, Matt. Thanks for being here. See you soon. Yeah, bye-bye. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I apologize for a little bit of hissing here and there in the audio. Sometimes that happens when we have a guest on the show. Um, they, uh, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes that happens. And in this case, it happened. But the content is still there. Your call to action in terms of uh, um, uh, what I have <laughs> for you to do is to rate, review, and subscribe this show Share your favorite episode right now with a couple of therapist friends to help us grow this show. That's all we ask for in return. Um, And if you want help growing your private practice, we have a lot of um, uh, really neat offerings for you at privatepracticeworkshop.com. So depending on where you're at or what problems you're facing in your private practice, uh, my team and I can help you solve them. Just head to privatepracticeworkshop.com to learn more and get in touch. All right, I'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. Take care. Good luck this week. See you soon. Bye.